Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. Rochelle here to listen, encourage, and to share another episode. The focus at UI is to be who you are without apology, as you are one of a kind without equal. These conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So listen, read, and be inspired. I met our guest a couple of days ago. We struck up a conversation which ended with us booking this episode. It's fascinating the way things work out sometimes. Turns out she's 17 and in college, very humble, and has a deep passion she shares with us. I want to applaud her for being bold and brave in doing so. I met this young woman at a one-day women's retreat this past weekend. We got to talking. She said she would check out the podcast, which I thought was cool. I knew I needed a guest for this week's episode, as our newest series won't start until next week. Mia came in and saved the day. Welcome to the show, Mia. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so happy to have you. All right, so let's get to know you. Is there is there anything you want the listeners to know about you just to get the ball rolling? So my name is Mia, like you all heard. I am 17 years old. I am from San Diego, and I'm currently attending UCSD. Wow. Okay, we are, oh my goodness. So you did you graduate early or young or what? Or did you get out? Okay, yeah. So that's the question. So I have a late birthday. My birthday is in November. Okay, got so it. So it's something like with the cutoff date, like when you're going into kindergarten, yes. you have to be five, but I was four because my birthday is really late. So that's why I'm so young and college. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Which three words would you use to describe yourself? I would first say friendly. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm the type of person who tries to become friends with everybody. And I especially try to reach out to people who I notice like are lonely or don't really have friends. So yeah, I would first say friendly. Um, Then I would say compassionate. Mm. I feel like I have a lot of compassion for people. And third, I would say mellow. Because Ooh. yeah, I can <laughs> so good. Yeah, I consider myself an extrovert, but I don't consider myself like super loud, okay. like a loud person. I would just say I'm chill and mellow and just yeah, like, go with the flow. Yeah, I, I definitely got that vibe from you on Saturday for sure. So uh friendly, compassionate, and mellow. Mellow. Those are yeah. really, really good words. And I think that. As much as I know about you so far and what I can intuit from being around you, that that those are, you know, yourself, those are really good descriptives. All right, let's go to two truths and a lie. I'm imagining, okay. you know, how this goes. Yes. Okay. So, so you say three things and I'll see if I can pick out which one is not true. Okay. Um, let me think. Okay. I used to do boxing. <laughs> I love spicy food. And I have three bunnies. Boxing, spicy food, and three bunnies. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (sighs) Okay. 
Hmm. I'm a, okay. So I think you could box. I think you could like spicy food. I mean, okay, those are all doable in my mind. Now I'm 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 really like drawn to the three bunnies, and here's why. The two things, well, one, I know you're in college. So I'm wondering, how does that translate? Like, can you be a college student and have three bunnies? I mean, it's not like having a a child, obviously, or even a dog. It's a little different. But like, if you're in the dorms, I doubt very seriously that they're going to let you have bunnies. Here's the other reason I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn to that because you used a number. So maybe you Mm -hmm. actually do have bunnies, but maybe you have two or one or four. So I'm going with that as the lie. That is the lie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess I should have thought that through more because, yeah, I am in in a dorm. But the thing is, is that, okay, so I have two sisters and we used to have three bunnies like up (laughs) until like two weeks ago when my parents decided to give them away because they were tired of us not like taking care of them oh, so <laughs> yeah did we you each did you each have kind of like your own bunny or yeah we, okay yeah. okay mm-hmm. so uh, did was that a difficult thing that your parents gave the bunnies away or are you were like well they probably should be in a home where they're you know kind of a little more doted on um I mean, I was sad a little bit, but honestly, there's really nothing I can do, I feel like, because I'm not even there, like, taking care of them and, like, helping take care of them. Um, But it was kind of like a shocker because my mom just texted me one day. She's like, oh, we got rid of the bunny. She's like, I meant to to tell you earlier, but. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you really didn't get to say goodbye. You didn't really get get good closure or anything like that. They're just the bunnies are are already Mm -hmm. gone. And so Mm -hmm. now you've you've made your peace with that. Well, that's that's good. That's good. So you did used to box or are you still boxing? I used to. Okay. Yeah. It's right. something I did in like 11th and 12th grade. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Before you graduated. Was, yeah. There was like a boxing gym in my neighborhood called House of Boxing. Um, and that was really fun. I really liked it. Um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really know what drew me to boxing. I mean, my great grandpa was a boxer. Ooh. Yeah. Who so knows? I thought it would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I would like to continue on, but I don't know. Well, you're kind of busy right now with school. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's going anywhere. You know, you can yeah. press pause on that right now until you're ready to return. And you love spicy food. I love spicy. Yeah. I would say like out of all the flavors, like sweet, sour, savory, spicy is my favorite. Oh, okay. So how does that translate? Is that like... Mexican with the habanero sauce is that like like tie and take it to the 10 I mean how does that what does that look like yeah I would say Mexican food or Asian food because I feel like Korean food or like Japanese food can be spicy too like if you go to like a ramen place like I went to a ramen place the other day and I got the spicy one it was really good So can you take the 10? Because isn't that how sometimes they they ask you, like, you know, like, do you want it all the way, you know, 10 or like where? I mean, I've been at it and I don't remember. I think it was a Thai restaurant. They asked me what what number, Mm -hmm. what number do you want? I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, or do you just say, hey, bring it on spicy. 
Yeah, I usually go for the spiciest option, even if that means that my nose is going to run and my eyes are going to water. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? You get to be you. And you you get to like spicy food. Awesome. And who cares that you need a Kleenex to get through the meal? Yeah. I mean, so what? You like it. You like it. Okay. So maybe there are more bunnies in your future. We'll have to see. Who knows? Who knows? All right. What are you binging right now? Anything? Okay. Well, so for my general education, it's required for me to take a fine arts class. Oh, Nice. So I enrolled in this theater and film class. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's really fun. Basically, all we have to do for the class is there's a movie assigned like, oh. each week that we have to watch. And then we write oh. an essay or like do a quiz on it. So oh. I, yeah, it's that really is fun. the best class ever. I love mm-hmm. that class. So okay, that's basically so, all I've been watching is like the movies required. Okay, for so that t- share share a couple of them with us that kind of made an impression on you for one reason or another. Okay, have you seen Casablanca? Yes, we watched that movie last week and I really loved it. Okay, um, tell me I why loved you loved it because honestly, for me, and I know I'll okay. get. Some people don't agree with this. And that's the great thing is that we get to have different, different opinions. To me, that's very overrated movie. I don't know mm-hmm. why I feel that way. I just, mm-hmm. it just, it, it just is to me. It just doesn't speak to me the way it speaks to some people. So why did you love it so much? So I am really into like old shows Ooh. and old TV. Like okay. the Twilight Zone is my all-time favorite show. <laughs> okay. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love Dick Van Dyke and other oh, stuff. Oh, like I love the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Yes. So I already like, I feel like that genre and like that yeah. style right. of film. And whenever I watch a movie, like I never like watching the trailer or like reading the summary because I love to be surprised. So I didn't really know anything about Casablanca. I didn't know there was a hype. So I feel like that played into it. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't have any expectations for it. Um, And what I didn't know, um, because the movie takes place like during World War II, Mm -hmm. what I didn't know is that the movie was actually made during World War II, which Mm -hmm. I think is crazy that they were able to execute such an amazing film in the middle of the war when they didn't have that many resources and stuff like that. Right, right. So now was the ending... Did the ending work for you? Do you feel like he had to give her up? I mean, this this is maybe this is one of the reasons I don't like the movie or I don't love it the way other people do. So do you not like the fact that he gave her up or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because she didn't really like okay. the other guy. She didn't really love him, in my opinion. So it's just like, it's not very satisfying. Okay. It's real. Things like that really happen. I get it. It, Mm -hmm. Not everything has to end all, you know, with a bow and all of that, but just now she's going to go live her life with somebody she doesn't even really love. That just seems like a not great choice to me. I I honestly liked the fact that he gave her up. Okay. Um, because he loved her so much, he was willing to be sacrificial. Yeah, because I can't remember the exact wording, but he said, like, because the guy that she was married to, he was, like, a very important figure. Um, 
for like freedom and he was Mm. against what the nazis were doing and so rick her lover said like if you didn't like you're all he cares about like if you didn't go with him like he wouldn't have a drive to continue on um pursuing freedom um pursuing like resisting the nazis so like i think it was better for the greater good also i feel like i have really high moral standards so like i wouldn't like the fact that she would leave her husband you know well that's a very good point that's a very good even if she didn't love him right okay that's a really good point and the fact that he that he really was doing it for the greater good that does make it um, a much more, uh, not even just a palatable, that's not a strong enough word, but a really, um, well, I either, yeah, a more than sacrificial. It's, it's very, uh, gosh, my, my words are just not coming to me. Um, oh, I can't selfless. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It's very selfless. It's very selfless. He really, and he strikes you as the kind of guy that, is a little bit about himself, you know? So, yeah. So the fact that he was willing, he willingly gave her up very selflessly. You're right. I might have to rewatch that movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One more that you watched lately that spoke to you. Um, have you heard of the movie invasion of the body snatchers yes i have not seen it because okay. i i don't like creepy mm-hmm. now like once we head into that area that just doesn't i just i just that's not my jam so you but i know it's a classic i know it's a classic i i, I understand the basic premise and all of that so why did that speak to you why or what what about that movie impressed you so I don't know if you know the premise of the movie, but it's a sci-fi movie and it basically is about a small town and um, these pods, like these foreign objects, like arrive in the town and the pods like take over the people. So it's sort of like a parasite. Um, yeah, right. and, like it makes the people not have any emotions um, and like makes everybody the same. And a lot of commentators have said about the movie that it's like in like because during that time, like communism was rampant in like other countries and all the Americans were like afraid of communism. Mm. So they they said like, oh, the movie is an allegory Mm. for like the fear Mm. of communism, like communism Mm -hmm. coming and taking over, making everybody the same, Mm -hmm. like trying to make everybody emotionless. I mean, the director said that wasn't their purpose but it seems like the fear of communism played into that movie. So that was really interesting to like hear about that and learn about kind of the history behind the movie. Um, But also like, I feel like we can apply this movie to this day and age Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people, it's not that people are emotionless these days, but like everyone seems to be living for themselves like everyone does things for their own personal benefit mm-hmm. if that makes sense yes i understand so what i you're feel saying. like yeah the movie but... can can apply to like now in this day and age right because so everyone it... seems to be emotionless 
Right. Well, yeah. Or, or their emotions are off the charts and not yeah. even rational anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I am as a fellow movie lover, I, I, I really have a heart for performing arts and the stories they tell and then what we can, uh, you know, gather and glean from the movies and there are like life lessons in movies and you can have, you can learn so much about different time periods and learn, you know, compassion and um, walking in someone else's shoes and, and about history and different things. That's one of the reasons I love movies so much and stories so much is, is for those reasons. Well, I just think that class sounds (laughs) <laughs> sounds like a great class. I've actually been thinking about doing a movie series on the podcast. And so you're, you're giving me more fuel for that vision. So thank you for that. What's a, 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 a negative wisdom you keep handy? So this is probably going to sound cliche, but Doesn't matter. I, would, I would say spend time with the people you love yes. because you never know what day is going to be your last or what day is going to be their last. So I feel like a lot of times we really get caught up in life, like work, school, other things like that. And a lot of times we can be so distracted that we don't spend time with our family or like check up and see how our friends are doing. So I think it's really important to really have an other's focused mindset not just mm-hmm. thinking about yourself and what you have to do and what you have to get done but think about others and what they may be going through and what you can do to spend time with them or help them okay you're 17 you already know that that is wonderful it's it's absolutely wonderful that you already know that and I'm guessing that you're you're living that too. So it's not even just like, oh, it's an idea in my head. Spend time with the ones you love. No, you're you're intentionally going forward in that posture of wanting to spend time with the people you love because you're so right. We don't know what even the next hour holds, you know, tonight, yeah. tomorrow morning. I mean, there's there's no there's no predicting that. That is beautiful. Mia, thank you so much for sharing that. And I think, you know, cliches are a cliche for a reason. Right. And and some of them are are far more have more heft and gravitas than others that are like probably should be retired. But that's a really good one. That's a really, really good one. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right. So let's let's take a deeper dive into Mia. Do you have like, do you have a passion or is there a certain topic that you want to kind of head into or? Uh, or we can just kind of keep riffing. What do you want to do? We can talk about passion. Okay, great. What's what's your what is your passion? Let's talk about that. I would say Jesus. Honestly. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. That's your passion, and you know it's so. Um. What's the good, you know, sometimes I, I love words. I, I told you that at the, the retreat, yeah. I mm-hmm. love words. So words, like I like to choose them and make sure that they work for what I'm trying to say. Just like with your, your um, the, the nugget that you shared, 
This is also something that would not necessarily be typical of a 17-year-old, that Jesus would be your passion. And one, I am inspired by you speaking that out. Two, that you already know that. Three, your your um, your courage in claiming that I think uh, will speak to other people. And fourth, fourthly, I don't think fourthly is a word, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend it is. Mm-hmm. You get to be you, and that's the whole point of this show. You get to be you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to kind of start us off a little bit in the sense that Mia and I attended the same retreat on Saturday. It was a one day event and it was about purpose and calling. And I cannot remember exactly the title of it, but that was basically the the theme. Mia came to, uh, there were four workshops that were breakout sessions I was I had the great honor of being able to be uh, one of the speakers for one of those workshop sessions. So two times I gave basically the same um, talk, and it was interactive, which is my favorite part of of sharing. Uh, and it it was about Martha of Bethany, and it was also about each woman's purpose and calling. This happened to be a women's retreat. Mia caught my eye when I passed out these little stickers that the women were putting in their journals about an activity we were going to do. And I walked by and said, Hey, did you get one? And you said, yeah, I put it on my water bottle, which I was like, Oh my gosh, that is so great. So she put this sticker, this little activity we were going to do on her water bottle. I ran into her at the end of the workshop day and I was like, Oh, there you are. I said, Hey, in my second session, I said, Oh yeah. And this young woman, she put it on her water bottle because I, of course, I thought that was just so cool. So how long has this been your passion? Or has he been your passion? How long? Do you want to get, get into that? Or yeah, do you want, I, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. How did, how did that transpire? So I was raised in a Christian home. Okay. So I've always grown up believing in Jesus and God. Um, I never like doubted in my mind that, you know, Jesus is God. God is true. God created all things. But um, I feel like I never understood what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I never had one. Um, so I think around 10th grade in high school is when I, I started to understand I went to a Christian, like a private Christian school, and it was required for us for each year to take a Bible class. So I feel like that really helped me understand more about the Bible, understand more about the gospel and what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. So around that time, I I started to understand and I feel like I, I kind of made my faith my own because I feel like when you're little and you and you grow up in the church, your faith is like sort of your parents because yeah. it's your parent it's your parents bringing you to church yeah. it's your parents you know telling you to pray before you eat and stuff like that um so i would say around that time is when i i really started to live out my faith for my own and have a personal relationship with jesus and i'm really glad that i decided to do that because i mean i think that's the most i mean it is the most important decision that you can make 
in your life. Okay. So it's been, I'm guessing about three years, three plus years or so you got 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, and now you're in your first year. So maybe we're heading to four, depending on what time of year it was. Um, How has that manifested in your, in your life now having, having Mm -hmm. this strong faith? Um, Well, kind of going into what you talked about at the retreat, like it's given me purpose. Um, because I feel like before I started living for Christ, like I was sort of just lost and I didn't, I didn't know what my purpose was, you know, felt empty, um, even like depressed because I just, I didn't know like Jesus really personally. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I didn't have my purpose in him or like my worth in him um, because our worth and our value and our purpose is defined by God. But I didn't have like, I mean, of course I had my worth in him, but I just didn't know that yet. Right. So definitely since then I've found like my value and worth in him. And I feel like um, I've like uh, acquired the fruits of the spirit since then. Right. You know, because when you start living for Christ, he starts sanctifying you and making you become more like him and so I feel like I've definitely like learned more about the fruits of the spirit and like acquired that like love joy peace patience all of that yeah so I think I mean like yeah when you have God and like Jesus living in your heart you you really have all that you need Mm-hmm. So, so I'm I'm guessing then that because of your faith, you've been able to, uh, you know, live your life in a way that has some, like you say, purpose. And then that also gives you a sense of peace because you, um, you know, that you are, you're living out what you believe and others can see that. Yeah, it's not just this thing I do on Sunday, and maybe I do a little bit of reading here and there. Maybe I do a little bit of praying. I mean, and all that's good, and all of that's good. But Mm -hmm. if people can see in you that you are living your faith, that's for me what really matters. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you can okay. talk and talk and talk and talk. I'm not saying you, literally you, the, the, yeah. the out there you. But but how do you live? What am I? What do I see? I mean, what do you embody? What do you bring? I mean that that is really key for me. Yeah, and I think that's especially applicable to me right now, going to a secular college because there's so many people here that don't know God, and. I feel like it's very important for me to be a light to them, not only through like my words, but my actions, yes. sort of like a, li- a living testimony so that they can see like that something's different. Cause I know like there's a verse in the Bible that says like, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to live out that verse right now. That's wonderful. But. That's really beautiful. And my guess also is just based on, on what I'm gathering from you as a young woman is that you, you, you have this, you're convicted by it, you live it. Um, and you are 
allowing other people to be who they are in their own process and journey. And if, if they're drawn to your light, your warmth, your love, you know, they might like, Oh, what, what are you about? And then is that kind of typically how you have a conversation? If you even have conversations, because, you know, sometimes you, you, you make God beautiful by really just the way you live and not necessarily, you know, uh, cajoling, clobbering, convincing, you know, that whole thing, that whole mindset that doesn't work, first of all. And second of all, it's, it's a turnoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, I think there's different ways that I try to like be a light and spread the gospel and stuff. Um, Like most recently, like I had a friend who was going through a really tough time. So I just said, like, can I pray for you? And she said, yeah. So I was able to pray for her. And I think that that was really nice to be able to do that. That is a great way way to live out your faith because it's it's not threatening, right? It's not a threatening Mm -hmm. thing. You're not hitting her over the head with the Bible. You're saying, Hey, you know, basically in your own inner monologue, I I see a need, I see she's hurting, I see struggle, whatever it was. And hey, can I pray for you? And it comes from a really loving, heartfelt place. That's a a really, really beautiful gesture. And and you meant it and you did it. Mm -hmm. So just a little more about being at a secular college, because it sounds like you went through Christian school all the way up to now do you um, or at least in high school you, yeah, you did. School, yeah um is it do you I mean how do you how do you feel about that do you do you I mean this is like real life right I mean yeah. you're you're not in the Christian bubble as we sort of call it right you're you're yeah. you're out there yeah so I find it very different from what I'm used to um I mean definitely like in my classes my teachers like for my history class for example um we were learning about like like the creation story like through Genesis and stuff but they were calling it a myth like this is a creation myth um and like of course like going to Christian school I never had that And my professor was talking about the Bible and she was like bringing up stuff about the Bible that isn't true. I don't know how she came to these conclusions. She's like, oh, Eve was probably a goddess in the Bible. So it's just stuff like that. That's kind of weird, you know? Um, Right. It's almost taking it so far to the other extreme, you know, like, like trying to disprove it. And isn't it, isn't it better to say this is, you know, I think it's more inclusive to say this is one theory and, you know, this is, this is one model. This is one way of looking at how, I mean, for a secular college, obviously they're not going to say this is how it is, but, you know, this is one model of, of how many people believe it all started. We, of course we have this model and there's this model. I mean, it's, it's kind of like not giving it equal footing, which it sounds like is the part that's like, well, wait a minute. What? 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 Yeah, I definitely see that in my class. Like my professor is trying to disprove the Bible. 
and like say that it's a myth or that it's not real. And that's really interesting because they they single out Christianity. They're not doing that for any other religion. Like I feel like there'd be a bunch of backlash like if they were to oh sorry, I got a call. Um if they were <laughs> there would be a lot of backlash if they were like trying to speak out against like Muslims or something like that. Or Buddhists um, or the other or, world yeah, or religions. Hindu. Yeah, Hindu, yeah. right. Yeah, so I feel like they do definitely single out Christianity, but I'm not surprised because the Bible does talk about like Christians are going to be persecuted. And, you know, if Jesus said, um, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. So I'm definitely not surprised. Like, I definitely expected all of this coming to um, a secular school. So it's just a matter of knowing what to do in that situation right. and how to approach that. Right. So. Well, it sounds like you are getting a handle on that. And I'm imagining that's going to be a process for you. It's not going to be like one and done. It's going to be just, you know, an ongoing kind of a thing, like how you, how you continue to move through your college time uh, with your strong faith intact. Yeah. And I definitely think because I am a poli sci major. I have to take like a bunch of political classes and like history classes. So I'm definitely going to be bombarded with a lot of that because for example, I have a friend who's a junior and he's a computer science major. And I was telling him about all this stuff. And he said like, he hasn't experienced like any of that just because he only has to take <laughs> math classes and stuff like that. So I'm definitely going to be bombarded with it a lot. Yeah. Okay, what do you want to do with your political science major? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, so I'm thinking, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with a political sure. science major, like sure. be a lawyer or, you know, go into politics or be a social worker. Um, I'm thinking of going more into the law enforcement uh, route. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah, like being a criminal investigator. Ooh, um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like ever since I was little, I wanted to, to like be a detective. Um, so that's what I'm thinking about doing. That's I great. Know, I don't know, though. Honestly, I feel like I'm just going to end up being a mom one day. Well, so don't, don't say just because being a mom just, is not, really yeah, no, important. Like, yeah, it is very important. And my mom says, like, that's the hardest job she's had is being a yes, mom. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm going to like end up being a mom one day, so I might not even like use my degree, well, honestly, who which knows? I don't have a problem with. Well, who knows? You may know. end up dabbling elsewhere along the way. I mean, it just it just all depends. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, juggling a couple balls at the same time, motherhood along with something. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, motherhood and nothing else. I mean, really, you you get to pick you get to pick how you want to do that. And I don't think there's a really right or wrong answer. I think it has to, it comes back to the values that you hold and how you and your partner want to, you know, move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, the next chapter for Mia. I really am. Um, Wow. Well, first of all, in conclusion, let me say that, you embody um, being unabashed for sure. You are completely unapologetic for who you are, for your faith, 
and you get to be that. You get to do that. And I really just want to speak that into you because that's so important to me that you get to be you, right? Um, you know, some of the women in our in our session, I, I mean, some of the older women in our session, you could almost feel that they weren't necessarily able to fully be themselves. And that that made me really sad. But you here you are at sort of the threshold of the whole thing and you you get to be that and do that. So thank you for sharing with us your passion, just your faith, and um, you know, some of the experiences you're having in, in college. And you're 17 and you have a wonderful, God willing, a very long, fruitful life ahead of you. Thank you for being an inspiration. Do you have anything in conclusion that you'd like to say? I I think you had a good conclusion. I really like what you said. Thank good. You well, good. Well, thank and you, thank Mia. You, thank you for having me be a part of this. Well, I'm just, I love how it all worked out. I love, yeah. I just love from the water bottle on to like where we're talking about it. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh my gosh, you do, you do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. And then we're doing it. And, and I know, you know, I find it crazy how it worked out. I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's so wonderful. I love it. All right. And now I need to get to work because this is coming out tomorrow and I will send it to you in the morning. Thank you, Mia, from the bottom of my heart. Truly. Thank you so much for spending this time with us. Really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank All you right. to everyone who listened. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope I was able to really speak life into who Mia is, what she believes. It is so important to me to give space for each person to be who they are. We need to be respectful, not shameful when others don't think, feel, believe the way we do. I realize this is not always easy to do, but it should be our goal. Each person has their own journey and they need to do it their own way. Thanks for reminding us of that, Mia. The Anabashi D website has a page for each guest of photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedu.com. You can find the show and other podcast platforms. If you want to lend your support and encouragement, we invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed U. And if you want to connect via email, unabashedu at gmail.com for questions, comments, etc. If you want to be on our weekly email list, highlighting that week's episode, give me a shout. I'd be happy to add you. Your info will not be shared and you will only get that one email once a week. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth and sharing these episodes make us much more discoverable. Thank you for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our blessing, may you go out into the world and be you. May you relish your passions, your challenges, and even your shortcomings. Be open to the shifts. Look for the gifts in the blessings and the hardships. It all makes you, you. Amen. Now, go be unabashed. Be you. (laughs) 